My first encounter with the self-appointed guru occurred when I was sixteen years old. A friend of mine, Joe Maria, came into our religion class at Notre Dame High School, excited about a long-haired yogi he met at the Source Restaurant on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood. Joe said the older man, who later turned out to be in his early fifties, was adept at accessing cosmic energy. Since Joe had some confidence in my judgment of things spiritual, he asked me to go along with him to meet the head of the Source Brotherhood. I am not sure if it was that afternoon or a few days later when I went with Joe to meet Father Yod, but I do remember my first visit with the mystic vividly. It was in the afternoon on a school day, perhaps around four or so, and Father Yod was sitting in the table closest to the entrance of the restaurant. He had two very young women sitting next to him. All of them were dressed in white robes with headbands around their long hair. My first impression of Father Yod was of intense dislike. He tried to imitate an Indian accent, most likely a bad imitation of Yogi Bhajan, who was his spiritual teacher, but his intonations made him sound almost cartoonish. He had a tendency to divert his eyes upward to the back of his eyebrows, giving one the scary impression that he was about to have a seizure. We almost immediately got into an argument about religious ideas. Since I had just read the Bhagavad Gita, I arrogantly proceeded to talk like I knew something about Hinduism. Father Yod, not entirely without cause, began to upbraid me, saying something to the effect that when he was sixteen years old, he thought he knew something, too. Naturally, I didn't like the put-down, and our conversation turned from bad to worse. In the midst of all this sat Joe, mesmerized by his soon-to-be guru. I left that afternoon both disgusted and intrigued. I was disgusted primarily because Father Yod appeared to be the epitome of the 1970s guru pose, white robe, long hair, adoring women at your disposal, and cliched Indian wisdom mixed with bad theosophical musings. I was intrigued, however, because Yod said some things that struck a chord with me—vegetarianism, interior meditation, hatha yoga, etc., my friend Joe, on the other hand, seemed to be fascinated by the oversized guru and liked the attention that was lavished on him. Surprisingly, though, Joe and I went back to the Source restaurant almost every day for about two months. Why? Well, there are lots of reasons, but I think having a self-proclaimed prophet just over the hill who runs a first-rate vegetarian restaurant and pays unexpected attention on teenagers is very enticing indeed, especially if one is already on a spiritual quest. In the back of the restaurant was a tiny temple. It was, in fact, a loft designed for small groups to meditate. Every night there was a yoga or meditation talk given by one of Father Yod's young disciples. There was one young man who was particularly impressive. His adopted spiritual name was Abraham. I think his real name was Ted, and he must have only been twenty-two or so. He had a magnificent face, framed, as it were, with long brown locks and intertwined with emerging gray streaks. 
Given his deep-set but luminous blue eyes, he looked as if he was a biblical sage from the Old Testament, but was clearly more impressive to me than Father Yod. And on top of it, he didn't have the routinized false pretense of his father. Abraham was, to be sure, a nice young guy, trying his best in a hippie-style commune that was better in serving the whims of its founder than in improving the lots of its numerous naive followers. What did Father Yod, alias Jim Baker, teach? From hearing him on a number of occasions and from direct interaction with him personally at his mansion, I discovered that Yod's teachings were still evolving.